think it is is this 90.1 answering yeah real real easy you know uh that's that's what we're doing i'm here in the pod den uh you are not and uh i just didn't have time to sort through and do the uh do the uh, thematic music selection so you know what safc and uh ksym go together like peanut butter and jelly so i'm i'm good with that how about this clayton does this sound like i mean I'm not in the pod den, but I'm there in spirit. Yeah. You, you hear that crackle? No. What was that? That was a Pacifico, which I'm pairing with my uh, filet gumbo from Floyd's. Whoa. So let's play the let's play the where in the world is uh, Matthew Shattuck game right there. Yeah. So for, for all of our listeners, Floyd's should be a, 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 a key in, right? A, a clue. Maybe I never heard of it till my uncle told me about it. <laughs> Sounds like a very local place. It's not here. It's in. Well, should I say where it is? Well, Listen so food, so food was brought in to the place where you are. Not Floyd's isn't there where you are right now. It was. It's brought in from where my grandma is buried. So we're oh, eating okay. for Baba. Well, you want to you want to take a guess? And I'll we give just you got a clue. dark. We we just got dark all of a sudden. We just we're talking about burials and stuff. Come on now. That's not dark. She lived to a hundred years old. Baba. Oh yeah, not dude. That's not hey, dark at all. Never mind. Not at all. Drink a sip to Baba. They were visiting the grave today. Oh, it's nice, a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right. So you are uh, for for our <laughs> listeners that want us to quit dancing around this. You're at the beach, Floyd's in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, it's Shattuck. It's Shattuck Beach Week. It is Shattuck Beach Week, and you've had your thing. And I'll tell you what, they have scheduled dinner every night at the exact time. That we want a podcast. So, Clayton, I'm here with my gumbo. I did a French exit. I backed out the back door. I said, if anyone asks, I'm busy. And here I am. So, buddy, what about you? Because I know you've been in the shit, too. We're a little late. You know, we're a little late in the week. But uh, but we're good. You know, I had uh, I was down at the courthouse trying to find a little bit of justice. Uh, my wife was doing the exact same thing. Uh, lots of trying to get some quality time in with the kids. And it's just been... It's been difficult to fit into our regular time slot, but you know what? If if we're a little for a little tardy, our, our listeners that want to hear us, they'll still they'll still find it, right? We're gonna give it to them. I agree. I'm gonna go back to my question. How are you, Clayton? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm gonna demonstrate tonight my capacity to uh, to riff uh, <laughs> jazz. Are you, are you still in the shit? Are you no, done with that? No, I'm I'm done. The end of the week has has come for me more or less um not necessarily for my significant other but but i've got Ooh. i've got an hour to to let loose talk and talk with you and and talk to our listeners and talk a little safc which i'm which i'm excited to do are you in the pod den i am in the pod den mm, i miss it i wish i was there i'm sitting in, can you hear the what 
It's pretty Can you hear steamy. the waves here? No, it's pretty steamy here, Matthew. I think you probably got it. You probably got it better than what I, the way I've got it than, than what I've got it right now. Yeah, well, all thanks to Shattuck Industries of various names and titles for making this possible. <laughs> are, are they sponsor? Are they sponsoring this episode? <laughs> so yes. Hey, Capital Title, a Shattuck company. If you are buying a house, Capital Title has offices across San Antonio. I might have to talk to my uncle Clayton <laughs> to bring in a new sponsor. <laughs> we, this is the kind of sponsor that can make it worth our hour every week. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. sponsoring this episode because he is facilitating this trip and the beach houses we are at. So in I that feel, sense, I feel like I feel like if we sell out, though, that like I feel like th- that would be a true sellout if we if we if we took on if we took on yeah. them as a sponsor. It, it, this could be. I might need to go to the team with this one. Is it? Maybe it's the largest capital. Anyway, enough about my uncle. Thanks, Bill. Enjoying the house and having a great time. I feel yeah. terrible, Clayton. At least I didn't skip out on my 81-year-old aunt's birthday last night like I wanted to, but they kept delaying the cake time, and I was like, people, people want to hear pod. Hey, man, we're we're being <laughs> we're being true, dude. We're gonna fit in. We're gonna fit in broadcast every week of the season. But you know mm. what? Family, family comes first. Sometimes I think both of us, both of us know that, but that doesn't mean we're we, we're not going to find space for what we what we really really love, which is doing this. Hey, this is about our third straight year of having a beach episode, and I they're always good. They're yeah. a little a little off, a little weird, and just a little crazy, and that's fun sometimes. Yeah. So let's let's talk let's talk SAFC. You want to? Yep. Let me open my book. To the game, we were both that together at times. Are you ready to talk about the scene? I am ready to talk about the scene, the game, whatever you want to talk about. Like I said, I'm going in, no notes. I'm going in like uh, who's uh, I'm I'm gonna be Wayne Brady. I'm gonna do my best Wayne Brady impersonation on on this I, in this episode. But here's what Wayne I'm Brady. Uh, whose line is it anyway? And now he's like, oh. that person, let's make a deal. You know, he's okay. on that real famous skit with. Uh, with Dave Chappelle, like where everyone thinks Wayne Brady is like this real wholesome guy, and then he ends up like killing a prostitute and Whoa, doing all these the drugs old, and stuff. Okay, the old Bob Saget bit, huh? Yeah, kind of like that, kind of like that. So anyway, well, I'm, it's kind of what you do for a living, Clayton, as a prosecutor in court, and it's kind of what I do as a, for a living as a teacher. So I think we're good. Okay, I'm going to start with a big old sip of Pacifico though, and I'm going to take a moment of silence for Baba. All right, that was a real moment of silence right there. Okay, SASC 5, Atlanta United 0. Ready for the goals? Five Rattle nil. them off. 13th minute, Sam Adinaran. Left-footed. 16th minute, Santiago Patino, a curler. 33rd minute, Santiago Patino, PK. Halftime comes, 3-0, feeling good. 51st minute, big Sam with a header or a shoulder, 4-0. 88th, 88th minute. I can't even get through the whole goals without burping after that beer and all these goals. It's a good sign. I think it's a Go good sp- sign. I think it's a good sign. I think everyone can tell that you've been by the beach a good portion of the day. <laughs> and I, I like that for you. I think it's a good look on you. Justin Dillon, 5-0. Nice curler in the 88th minute to finish the scoring. And that's not even mentioning a Patino goal called back in the first 10 minutes and a Dillon miss PK in the 71st, a.k.a. it could have been worse for the bad guys. Could have been better for the good guys. What a game, huh? 
Yeah, so I don't know anything, but surely that has to be the most shots that we've had on goal all season. Surely. Like, 25 to 6, we outshot them. On goal, 15 to 1. But would you care to guess who won the possession battle, Clayton? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Atlanta? Maybe. And, like, and I, it's kind of a loaded question, but, uh, but I mean, I could see how Atlanta maybe – because that's why we won 5-0. They kept trying to keep possession in parts Ooh. of the field where they Ooh. should not, where they didn't need to or shouldn't have been trying to do that. Can we just dispatch with possession as a meaningful stat? There you go. That's a that's a good way. That's a good way of 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 framing that. Yes, that it was loaded, like but like, but like you know, we there you go. We that's how much that's how much possession can do for you right there is make you lose 5-0. We're saying that about the NFL now. It's all about quickness. NBA, it's all about eight seconds and a shot. You know, maybe possession's just something that we should we shouldn't focus on at all because who cares? I mean, I think we're demonstrating that. I think the USL has written articles trying to demonstrate that that maybe it's. I mean, there's something to it, right? Like it, it's not totally random at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna say my first bullet point, which is great night out at the game, Clayton. Great, yeah, night. and sure the the just absolute ass pounding that we put on them like what it contributed to it and but overall spectacular evening you know we got together we got a bunch of the kids together early on yep. uh you brought all our accoutrement we had the we had the uh panini. yeah you, you came through on your work and hey thanks to those people thanks to all the listeners that stopped by and, mm-hmm. put, some, and put some stickers on the Put some stickers on the book. I loved seeing that. I, I kind of just said that like off the top of my head, thinking no one will really want to do that. And I love it. Like there were all kinds of people there that wanted to do it. <laughs> there were. It was like, awesome. I think, the, I think the adults were more excited about it than the kids. Definitely. Minus Xander. Yep. Minus, minus Xander. Minus Xander. Definitely your kids were not as interested as the adults. That is for sure. Woo! But man. <laughs> nor were mine. It was great to meet some new people. It was great to. And that's a great way to, hey, come put some stickers in my book, you know, and hang out. Agreed. That was cool. Uh, so, yes. So, starting the night off, great. I I had a milestone, Clayton. How's that? My son, Brady, cheered for the team. So, you, like, actually saw him with his eyes up and, like, paying attention to something and and – and liking it and expressing joy towards it. Yep. Man, that is nice. He was celebrating every goal. He was explaining why the first goal didn't count because he thought it was offsides. And every time he was out of his seat, jumping up and down. Because you know what? It's because I invited a bunch of his friends and his friends were soccer novices. And so I think part of it was that he knew what the hell was going on. Or maybe it's that he's in the fourth grade and something magical happens in the fourth grade where you finally can watch sports. But yeah, do we care? It. Right. Do, do you care why? You know, like, I don't think why is important here. I remember my first game. I want to ask you next. The 1986 Super Bowl, when the 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals, that is the first sporting event I remember caring about. And it was in the fourth grade. No coincidence. Do you remember um, the first game you cared about? Like, actually, we're like, wow. I don't know whether I whether uh, whether it was me 
caring or or my father caring so much that I had to care by proxy. And it was uh, it was a UTOU game at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. And I don't know what year exactly. Sometime sometime before 1980, probably 78, 79. So I was how old were you? Four, four or five. Oh, four, Jesus. four or five. And I, I, and like, and I have a clear, right. So I couldn't consciously, but like, I knew there was something to this whole live sports thing. Like, and it, be, and it being an event, maybe not the sports aspect of it, but this is something different. This is an event. Does that make sense? Well, that totally checks out because your kid has been into it for a while. And mine, and, mine is not. And so, and Hannah was paying attention and like, when we would score, she would jump up out of her seat. I think because she was excited about getting high fives from people, not because uh, she really knew what was going on, but she knew the body motion to get and or give a high five. But so what? That's I don't care why for that either, you know? There's a listener question. At what age did your kid or yourself start caring about sports actually a little bit like emotionally invested? Yeah, that would be that. Is, I'd love to hear from some of our listeners about that. So, so I think we turned a corner. I think the key for me, my son, is he needs some friends there to celebrate with, and then it's and then it's them, and not all about me. And you know what? Like, I I don't know whether SAFC would want like a certain type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whether like I I just think that whether you're doing it family style or whether you're out there making a ruckus, you know, like I think it can be, it, it can, it can, it can, they can coexist. How about that? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. That was my section, Clayton. You saw us and I made poor Sam come on up. I was like, Hey, this is the adult row up here. We're drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was an event. And, and I wouldn't say that the attendance was any more than nope. I, than I, than, like, there wasn't anything to go, oh, man, there's a lot of people here tonight. Um, no, but good but, spirit all around, huh? Yeah, in the and, stadium. And that's, that's what I'm noticing these days. Maybe smaller overall numbers, but knowledgeable, excited fans. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing. And you'd rather that than a big crowd that's cheering when the other team scores. Right, or they, or, you know, they just want to see a fight or something like that, you know? Yeah. Bad example because I did love it when Austin was there, and it was. Bad. <laughs> so I just and yes, sometimes I do like the. Sometimes I I do like the chingasos. I do. Uh, yeah, I'm all for op- opposing fans. I just mean people that don't care and don't know what the hell's going on or just cheering at a corner kick. Right, a right, 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 right. That's right. not and what that, I want to say. And that's not me being a soccer snob. I, I hope it didn't come across that way. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, like I like what we have going on. It's feeling like a family. You know what I'm saying? Inside the. It's feeling like a family inside the stadium these days. I agree. Do you think the missions have better, worse, or the same average fan in terms of knowledge, caring? Is there a picnic? Is there's a picnic with a baseball game going on, or is there's a baseball game that people actually might care a little bit about? I think there are probably a greater baseball IQ of people that are out there regularly, regularly. But um proportionately to the soccer IQ and and maybe that's not giving our fans enough SAFC fans enough credit or maybe that's me thinking that I'm smarter than I really am but um but I don't think there's the passion 
that you get at, at an SAFC game. And granted, oh. soccer lends itself to passion a little more than baseball, you know. But, uh, I mean, baseball, they would say, is a thinking man's game. I never really knew exactly what that meant. But um, but I, I think San Antonio would probably, like, if you put your fans and their the picture of their faces uh, up against the pictures of SA, of missions, or not missions, yeah, missions, fans, like, yeah. I think people would want to be at the SAFC game. Does that make sense? I guess. <laughs> kind of lost, you kind of lost me there. I know. I'm kind of their wondering. Faces, that's all their right. faces? What do you mean by their faces? That's what I mean, me like, th- like, if you just panned on their faces, the uh-huh. SAFC fans probably look like they're, they're, like, the agony and the ecstasy and the joy and the pain. You know what I'm saying? They're going through a greater range of emotions. And that's sure. They're living the human drama is kind of what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that. But it's kind of also the sports, right? Baseball, they play 100 games. No one game really matters much at all. Yeah. Um, Besides as a trend. Can I go bullet point? But if that was a bullet point, then we kind of elongated it. Can I go bullet point? I just thought of one. Go. Um, This performance and this team that we played against is why I'm happy that the MLS two teams are going the way of the Dodo. My note is MLS two, bye bye. Yeah, we uh, we uh, there were two different, there were two different sets of players trying to accomplish two very different things <laughs> out there, right? You saying that's not trying to take anything away from SAFC? I'm not at all. It was a no, not at dominant, all dominant performance, and those were good players. I mean, some of those kids may end up going to play in the MLS one day. Yep. I'm totally with you, though. Like, for listeners, if you don't know, there's four MLS2 teams left this year. They are reserve teams of real MLS teams of the top division. And if you went to the Atlanta game, you saw they looked younger. They looked fresh. They looked like a – this one looked like a club team, huh, Clayton? Like the old Seattle teams. I mean, they were – some of those guys were just bouncing off of our guys, literally bouncing off of them. Like, Sam – they bounced off of Sam a couple of times. They bounced off Kamiri a couple of times. Tainer let one of them know that, like, hey, man's game. You know, it like. Looked, it looked like the varsity scrimmaging the JV. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And there's a big difference between an 18. And great, we may have some 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, that, or guys that aren't much older that we're playing. But there's a big difference between 19, 20, and 16. You know, because they, they, yeah, they had a few 16. They had some 16, yeah. They had really? some 16, 17-year-olds out there. Wow. And so those four teams are going bye-bye. USL went from 36 teams last year or two years ago. We'll be down to 24, 25, 26. So that's why I keep saying, Clayton, that like it's gonna get harder because these games won't exist anymore. Right. There and are I've- there there are very different ownership groups uh, trying to trying to accomplish very different things between an SAFC and an Atlanta United too. Yes. Yeah. You put it really well by saying different players with different goals and for the day. That's totally true. And Um, we're not trying to, you know, we don't need to expound upon that, but like it was just noticeable. If you, if you, if you didn't know like the makeup of the league and stuff like that, you, you would probably somebody, if somebody explained it to you, you'd go, Oh, that makes sense. I get that. In some way, could that be good for the league in that, SAFC is now more challenged and therefore needs to up their game because they don't have 10 kind of crappy JV teams to play every year. Cause I think, I think watching gladiators like with SAFC taking on Sacramento 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a matchup like that, where it's like, you know, this is this is it for these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not they want to get back maybe somewhere else or they're on their way somewhere else. But like there is there's there it's not like a foregone conclusion. You have, you know, you're not all part of the same system. Like it's mm -hmm. a it's good, it's it's people out there battling. It's real gladiator shit. <laughs> playing playing for their jobs, like they say in Europe, right? There you go. Exactly. Yes. That's a good way and to put it. Atlanta has this team where if they make it, then at Atlanta one, they'll play for their jobs. But currently they're just trying out for that opportunity. And, and they're that's playing, a lot different. And, and they're playing in a system. And yes. like it doesn't like the results matter. To, they always do when you're at that level. But like, you know, they were trying to accomplish something that um, it was not going to work. It was very clear from the opening whistle it was not going to work, but they kept trying to do it and not really trying to win the game, you know? I will get back to that in my free kick about the women's Euros of a similar thing in a game. Whoa. Of that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a crazy time that I'll be looking forward to. Deep cut preview. Uh, can I do my next bullet point? Please, because I don't have any others right now. We're, strength we're strengthening. Yeah, and so we talked about that, and I did think about this. We talked about it last, um, last uh, during the um, midseason review. Have we peaked too early? Uh huh. Well, you know what? We our the, our question of that was obviously no, because this was the best all around performance by far. And that, oh, and, and I'll, and let, I, and I'll I go back. To mean, you. go ahead. Sorry. No, I'll go back to you in regards to strengthening. I think you'll probably just kind of make my point with what you're going what you were going to well, say. Well. But I'm not talking about on the field. I'm not talking okay. about the, the performance that happened. Connor Manley back in, boom, after like three months out, a starting center back. Yep. Uh, other guys that came no, in. No, he didn't start as a center back. He started, he started as a wing back. I'm sorry. Back in the game as a substitute who was a returning starting level player. Yes, I mean. he, he was one of our starting backs. Yes, center backs, yes. Then uh, Patino guy that looks like he could lead the league in scoring if he's healthy, but he's never healthy. He's back doing his thing, right? Yep. So I'm going to put him in the plus column. And then new signings that came in or played, Jordy Dellum, Abdul Salam, and Bailoni. That's five Sal guys. Salam started, yep. And uh, obviously Adinaran started. And, and to kind of tie in what you were saying, all the post-game quotes I saw were all about like, hey, like, Patino was saying, hey, me and Sam are starting to click. Or Sam saying, hey, you know, these guys can – we can all play different positions, but but no matter where we are, we're starting to click. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, yeah. it wasn't – it wasn't trying to – it wasn't repeating mentality monsters over and over to beat it <laughs> to beat it into your skull. It was, hey, hey, this guy next to me, I know where he's going to be, and I can count on him, and we believe in what we're doing. That's that's what I saw, and that was I, – I, so that, that goes in the strengthening column with, in my department. Yes, is the trident, as Al listener Alex termed it, is the trident three-man attack, is that strengthening for you or is that weakening for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, we had 15 shots on goal. Like, we, I, don't think, I, I don't think we've had 15 shots on goal before. And, like, they weren't trying to they – were, they weren't just create – they weren't just getting the ball in a position where it's turned over and then, and then you don't create a chance. Every time they turned it over – we created a chance. Score and play. Yeah, and like, and as a result of that, who made the who made the all the uh, the all league team this week? We had four guys. Know. We had 
we had four guys make the all the all league team this week. Two on the bench, so that's you know with an. Can I get? Can I guess? Yeah, do it. My top four performers would be Patino. Boom. Nope. Big he he was on. He didn't. He but go ahead. What? No, I'm Two sorry. Goals? No, I'm sorry. He did make it. A Dinaran did not make it. I'm sorry. My next guess is Big Sam. He's gotta. No, nope, he did not. That's bullshit. Okay. Uh, let's throw in some Garcia just cause. Yes, that <laughs> was like so quiet under the radar when I when when it's so the the headline said four SAFC players make the all week team or whatever, and so I'm doing the same thing in my head. And Garcia was not my, but you know what? Shut out. Uh, they had some whatever defensive stats. Dude, he's made the all-league team five times so far this Ooh, season. Five times. He, he leads the league in being on the all-league team. And oh, that's more than Tanner? Yes. And I thought Tanner was six. Now, I, four, I, maybe? I think it's Garcia, yes. And right. I think that's what I read. And, we, right. and it's funny. We talked about it last week. You know, like, Tanner is the MVP to us, but – like I said, can you can you be the MVP of the team without being the MVP even at your position? You know, like or of like, your line, right? Of your yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what group. I'm. Right, that's what I mean. But yeah, I repeated that to someone before the game who was doing panini squares. Said that exact thing. Yeah. So, so Patino makes it. Garcia makes it, and then on the bench, let me, guess what? Let, let me guess. Yep. Yep. I'm go. I'm going Abu, but I know they put PC. It was both. Of, it was. It was both of them. Oh, I know, I know how how crazy. And like a boo, like I, I'm, he's always the one that I point out new people that really know the game of soccer in my, in my mind, like watch him. He's, he's our best. All he's the fulcrum. He's the guy that makes it happen. And like, and like usually flies under the radar and, and people say, yeah, I can see it. But then like, he doesn't really make the, but like he had like seven chances created. I don't know what that stat is exactly. But, you know, between the set pieces that he hits and mm. and them turning the ball over so much right in his position, you know, like he went full on N'Golo Conte is what he did. He's really got a little shimmy, shake, get out of trouble thing lately that's just great. And then we'll play the ball in a dangerous way, not oh, just yeah. in a not just in a calming way, like he'll make you miss. And then he'll then he'll play two or three guys out of the game. So like all of a sudden he's taken like four guys out of the game in like two touches. Yep. You know, and that's not that's a that's a that's a skill that that you know like I I don't know how much of that is teachable. You know, like you just yeah your vision has to be there combined with just excellent technique as well, right? He may miss some passes downfield, but. In the spot he's at, turnovers, just clear, giving up the ball turnovers in that middle of the third. Yeah, it's I think really rare. It's like think, less than once a game. I think I saw he had like an 88% pass completion rate. But I mean, like, yeah. he's doing that on the edge of the other team's final third where you take a lot of chances and you turn it right. over a lot. You know what I'm saying? So to have a number that high is really impressive. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to it. This was our most impressive display. So that 6-0 game against Monterey, obviously that was more goals. But like Monterey was in that game like for most of the sure. first most of the first half, and they could have been five-two. It could have been three-two. Yes, they could have taken the lead early, and that would have changed things. And like, yeah, and like they definitely had way more of possession, and they did stuff with the possession. But we just 
trounced this team. I mean, just an absolute ass pounding. Well, calm down, buddy. This might be cool. <laughs> <soul. laughs> okay. All hey, right. Uh, a weird thing. Yeah. Okay. And and of particular interest for my preseason predictions. Tainer taken out at the seventy second minute as a sub. I know. Stop the press. And Maloney. Maloney yes. In the first minute. Yes, listener Dave pointed that out to me. We were we were uh, listener listener Dave uh, gave uh, Hannah and Charlie a shout out on KSYM uh, on on Monday that we could hear, and we were texting back and forth about when he was going to be on the radio doing that, and uh, and uh, and then he sent me like, what about Maloney and Tainer coming out? Like, I don't know. Are they are they trying to mess with us, Matthew? Are they trying like? Are they listening to us and they don't want us to seem like we're smarter than they are? Or what's going on? Curtain call, I guess. I, you I, know? I mean, if you have a chance to manage minutes with those guys, don't you take it? I guess. I mean, you got to. I mean, it's 104 degrees every day, right? Like, and we're take only, them out. Take them out at halftime, then. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's. But I mean, it, the game was clearly over at halftime, right? Like, there was no chance they were going to get back in it. I mean, it certainly was at 4-0, that's for sure. Yeah, and let me, I can't remember because by the, by the second half, I was mostly paying attention to the kids, but we made it to the 70th minute, and then I watched the rest at home. Um, did we, we didn't change formation or did one, when the subs were made. Did, do you remember it all? I don't remember. I because don't think re- so. re- remember against uh, Charleston when, when we were up yeah. 2-0, whatever, we changed formation. And it kind of let them back in the game, or at least let them get the ball in, in our half of the field and stuff like that. And you know, I have like, to look and see who came in for who. But if it was, it just means that instead of Sam kind of checking back occasionally, we've got Nikki attacking from a little further back. Yeah, it wasn't a it, it, right. I don't think it was a major like full formation change. We're like, oh, they're or, trying out Plan B, like we like we kind of hypothesized like, about. I do like that we're not playing three forwards pressing you in your own box every minute with a humongous hole behind them like usually one or two of the guys will go press and the other one or two guys kind of shuffle back and do the second line thing which i think is helpful right it's not three luxury forwards well you need to have you need to have guys in position to win the ball when they misplay it going forward and like it's easier second get the second ball or get the ball in when we win it it's easier it's easier for i think for one of our guys up top or uh to drop to drop in and yep. one of the guys in the middle to push up and then all of a sudden we've got guys in front and behind of their second line right yeah like in the hole kind of just right there yeah, behind it's, everything it's I, I don't know if you it's kind of like it's we we called it in basketball when i played and this is i don't know if this is going it's called the run and jump press like where where like you you kind of pick your spots to double like when the guy like puts well, his head course, down yeah. Or when he puts his head down, or he turns his back, or something like that, and then the other guys drop off and play the passing lanes, like while two guys pressure the ball and force the guy into making a bad decision. Is, is that is that kind of what 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 we're talking about here? It's called pressing triggers. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's the spots that's the, and players and if the coaching. The, if is that the coaching it, module like terminology? Yeah, yeah okay. pressing triggers. If the outside back turns backwards. You jump it, and the two, the center forward and the left forward, jump that shit and make him play it blind up to nothing. Well, and then that's, what, that's what we steps. did. That's what we did, and it worked. 
yeah, we play them right into the outside back. Because you figure the outside backs are the worst players on the team. So anytime they get the ball, you want to force them backwards and press the hell out of them. Right. And, and like, kids that are that young, like, they're not going to be as comfortable on the ball as right. center midfielders and stuff like that, right? I feel like they were good with their – good technically and good at, like, individual actions, but the team did not know – Besides, like, okay, my job is to do this, and then we move on. Like, very right. one plus one, and never, like, mul- never more than one individual action. They've Just got their system of- that's coming down from Gabriel yeah. Heinze or whoever the coach is at Atlanta United or, their, or the technical director. Um, I think their technical director is someone famous that used to be a former U.S. national team player, isn't it? It used to be Boca Negra. I don't know if he's still there. Okay. But anyway. It was for a while. Something like that. They have somebody – that's saying we're gonna play like this, right? Yeah, like, four three three of the big and, team, probably. And it's not, but. and it's not Marcina doing it with eighteen guys. It's one guy doing it with seventy five people, or something like that, or however many people they have between their their rookie rookie league team, their 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 first team, and then their Atlanta two team. You know, it's not even that complicated. They're just a bunch of eighteen year olds. Yeah, we have a, we have a bunch of twenty seven year old former MLS players. I could yeah, it's not the same thing. We are the team that they're trying to beat out one versus one on some level. Uh, I'm ready to move on. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. That was a very abrupt, but I've been uh, tra- transition, but I've been told that I get to the point sometimes. <laughs> so, Saturday um, night. Saturday night. 8.30. Copa, Copa Tejas. We have, a chance to, we have a chance to take home the Copa Tejas, like, two games into the uh, into the second half of the season. Is that something or is that nothing? That's what I was going to ask you since you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't bring I didn't bring it up, so I don't think it's something. Do you? I, I, I heard I, – I think I read it on the, on one of the USL, uh, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like game previews or something like that. Hey, if I told you there was a Copa Southwest, though, would you care? Well, it's funny. I don't, I, I don't I care. Was, I was watching the uh, – I was watching the Manchester City uh, America game last night, Ooh. and uh, and they were calling it the Copa de Tejas or something like that. And it's like, wait, they're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna play one game here. Like, is that it? Like, you you can win the you can win the hardware out of one game. I mean, is the what is the Copa Tejas? I'm it's, not being sarcastic. I'm oh, okay. So for some of our listeners, the, it's the <laughs> no, no, teams. No, for me. For me. Oh. Seriously. I seriously have no clue what you're well, talking about. I guess now it's just RGV and El Paso and us, right? Since Austin isn't a team anymore. And whoever. Every team in Texas in USL. Yes. And uh, whoever has the best record or the most points or whatever wins the Copa Tejas. Just among the games between those three, right? Yes, other that's, games. yes, that's exactly it. So, yes, for our listeners that don't know what that is, they they'll mention it from time to time, and so I guess we'll—that's the best explanation we'll give. And if it sounds like nothing, then it's probably nothing. But well, I will, my, will say this: I bet we've never won the Copa Tejas. I don't think we have. I bet we have. Okay. I wonder, I'm very confused because people keep putting on Twitter Copa Tejas about the MLS teams. And how Austin won the Copa Tejas, and they have some trophy. And I'm like, wait, I thought we had a Copa Tejas. Oh, so did they just usurp our Copa Tejas? I guess there's an MLS one. And, and then someone else had, like, a screenshot. And then, the, like, Austin won San Antonio 2 to say, like, how are y'all the Copa Tejas when we beat you? I'm going to say this. I, I want someone to do the research to see if we ever have won the Copa Tejas. 
I don't think we uh, have. I'm sure listener Josh already knows. Awesome. I love it. Come on, Josh. Come through for me, guy, because I am not going to do the legwork. I'm just not. <laughs> um, so is it something now that you've talked about it for five minutes? If it's something if we win it and we haven't won it before. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give it that I'm gonna give it that status. Because it's it's something like unless in, if I didn't know that I didn't have it, I wouldn't want it. But now yeah. I know that I haven't had it, I do want it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it should be something, but it ain't something. Okay. Get a little more stability, get a little more hatred and history, and it should be something. That'd be cool, but I don't know, RGV, El Paso, I don't really have much care about either place. Yeah. I, that's... Wish, I wish we still had Austin. But we have said that we would like to see a game in El Paso, that that would be cool. But that Man. doesn't have anything to do with the, the whatever you label it. That's just us going and finding it, soccer in a cool place. Dude, I, I, I took the schedule when we got it in February and looked for this game, and it was during our family beach week, so – I would have loved to go. I really, really want to go out there for a game. Yeah. Um, so that's who we're playing. Is it eight thirty kickoff or seven thirty kickoff? My notes say eight thirty. It's eight thirty local time, not eight thirty mountain time. I think it's eight thirty for us. I think that's I think is El Paso's in mountain time, huh? Yes, but it is. But it is eight thirty our time. So, yeah. so there it is. We'll we'll be watching it. Um, yeah. That's dinner time at the beach, so I won't be. <laughs> I'll be I'll be recovering from my Friday night celebration that I'm going to have, and uh, all things Clayton or what? No, it's uh, it's going to be my free kick because I don't really have a free kick, so I'll, I'll get to it. In a, in a, but um, hey, I want to I want to transition into something. You brought it up, summer extravaganza. Is that what is that what we hosted last year? The mid year meetings um, when we played on that on that. It, it was a Tuesday night. And it was kind of a coming out party for uh, Jose Gallegos. He hadn't played very well, remember, last year, and it was a nationally televised game. Is that what was going on last night between Louisville and Phoenix? That's what I heard when I looked on Reddit during the game and people said, it's so empty. Why they schedule it at 6 o'clock? It's supposed to be the Summer Showcase or whatever it's That's what they call it, Summer Showcase. That's what they call it. You're right. That is what we had where the, the upper deck – was packed with all the execs and their like Hawaiian shirts or whatever. Yeah, la- a lot of lanyards around, right? Yeah, there were a lot of lanyards. There was a lot of lot of plastic like clicking off of off of starched shirts. Did you watch that game last night? I did watch it because uh, because I wanted to compare their summer uh, extravaganza spectacular versus ours, and ours looked much better. Okay, we had more people there. Uh, the game was better. That was a stinker of a game. Hold uh, on. Social scientist and me asked, were you at the game in person last year? Yes. Oh, so you don't really know because you didn't watch it on TV like this year. No, but it, it was. It looked empty as hell on oh, TV I know. last year. Oh, that. On TV last year. Oh, it did so it? so empty. Yeah, I uh, tuned in and I was like, I can pick Henry out by a mile by his silver hair in the empty seat. Yeah. Maybe it was just my side that, that, had good vibe going on or maybe it was because it yeah. was there might have been good vibes but on tv it looked really special on the field it looked great fireworks signboards all the things we talked about last year the like electronic lights and stuff but the stands looked empty on tv yeah well and i mean i can see why they picked that pick louisville because i mean they've been one of the model franchises in uh new stadium in usl new stadium 
they had that uh, game that they wrote an article about it on the USL when USL got put on the map when they when Louisville played Phoenix in the finals when Phoenix had oh, yeah. drama and that was really they referenced that game probably five times so like they, you could tell there there were these bullet points all last night that they were trying to touch upon like they mentioned the Drogba game and the last game he ever played was in the USL and they mentioned the the beautiful new stadium and so then at halftime when they brought on the president of the USL he touched on expansion he touched Bro-rail. on new stadiums like it was he used all the buzzwords about excitement and expansion and here for longevity and investment and stuff like that he was using all the all the key phrases it was like i was in a pyramid scheme pitch you know like i was like he was selling me a timeshare but well, then when you looked around at, at the actual people at the at the game and then the quality on the on the field eh, eh, eh. really really yeah. The quality well, was good. I, I didn't watch the game. So what were the bullet points that he said? Because I so, didn't know. So they talked about um, expansion and going from uh, where they're at. And they mentioned, of course, the contraction with taking out the USL. But they were saying that that's a positive because now all these new communities that want to bring winning soccer to their, you know, like it was kind of a dig at the MLS, but not really. So um, taking out MLS two teams. Did they mention specific expansion cities? No, they did not. They, he kept it real jet like broad, and then and then soccer specific stadiums and like look around. This is what this is what we can do in USL. This is what people want to bring to their cities. You know, and did it, he mention pro rel? No, no promotion relegation being. Did discussed. he mention calendar like Europe? No. Oof. So it was a it was a it was raw it was a lot of rah rah. It was a lot he, of cheer, it was a lot of cheerleading. He, which, which is did fine. he mention I'm academies? A, no, no mention. Oh yes, they did mention academies because they talked okay. about part of the reason they were in Louisville is they have a center back. His name's Widener. Widener. Uh, that, hey, stop stealing my bullet point, Josh okay. Widener. How yeah. is he? Tell me about him. He looked, say that the EPL he, is going to pay ten million dollars for him. He looked really calm, composed, and um, like he still looks like a boy physically, but mm. like a boy that like is going to grow into a man. Like he's going to grow into a miles Robinson type body, you know, mm. like his legs are long and he has long strides and he's fast, but he played the ball really beautifully. Like hit a lot of long passes. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he made mistakes. No, he played, he, he played. I mean, they got a shutout. It was a zero zero game and he was like winning the ball. He kind of played like a Van Dyke type role where they just played Louisville just played with two guys in the back. And this 17 or 18-year-old kid was one of those. You know what I'm saying? USU's national teamer, man. Yeah, he, oh. he, he looked good. And I don't know if $10 million was the number. I saw, like, the first million-dollar transfer out of, out of USL. Yes. But, but I saw seven figures, but uh, I don't know. If he stays around, he could get some money. Yeah, he, he looked good. And they did um, – and like I said, they did mention – what great work the academies are doing and the and the the guys announcing the game talked about the academies and stuff like that. So, so it was, it was a rah, rah, you know, like get, let's get pumped. Let's get, let's get excited. And I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's, there's certain, like, they're not going to ask the, the tough hard edge questions at halftime of their showcase, you know? No, I asked about those things because the, the interview that I shared a couple weeks ago, because Kathy asked, uh, with with him on a soccer podcast, he got into all those things deeply. And it turns out, did you know he 
he was the CEO of Stoke City, like during the Stoke Glory years. Yes, I did All know those that. Years, he was running that club, like from the lower up, division up to the Premier League. So, like, he's real. He's not some English dude with an accent. Like, yeah, no, like there. they're not. They're not putting on smoke and mirrors at this point. Like, and th- this is a conversation for the end of the year, or you know, like where, or like a more philosophical time. But like, I, this is not. This, USL is not going away. No, I don't think so. Not without MLS too, because now it's individually owned. So yeah, there we go. So, so I just wanted to touch on that. I, I hope some of our listeners, you know, paid attention. It, it was the slowest uh, sports day of the year. Uh, it was <laughs> the day after. It was the day after. And how about that? Let's mention that. Maybe good marketing or good branding by by USL putting it on that day, the slowest sports day of the year, uh, on a Wednesday at six o'clock Central Time. Four o'clock Pacific. I know, but if you're a standalone, I watched it partly because the, the Texas Rangers weren't playing. You know, well, like, I just oh, wonder why we didn't pod during it. I thought you were busy. I'm I'm a little well, jaded was, over here because you were I was, busy. I was Too busy. busy watch, I was busy watching my kids, but watching my kids with soccer in the background is a thing oh, that that's I can, possible. that I can yes, do, Matthew. All right, yes, don't possible. shame me. Don't pod shame me. That is possible. Thank you. Explanation you, validated. Thank you. Huh. I but, feel like uh, it's, you're my wife and you were out. I thought you were like, you know, grocery shopping. It turned out you were at the club with your friends. <laughs> at the but, soccer um, game. Yeah, but, uh, well, and it was, there was, and then there was the Man City game after, I fell asleep during that and I missed all the, all the chingasos that you were talking about. But, um, but all right, is it time for us to move on to Panini? It is time for Panini, Panini, Panini. I tell you what, I I, I got it, it put a, such a smile on my face seeing everybody huddled around the over the Panini book at the like I I didn't get a chance to participate, but like it 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 really did bring a smile to my face. So let's let's keep that going, dude. Yes, we're gonna have to have a special Panini session for your kids where we explain the system and the numbers, and then tell them like it's a challenge of. And maybe, you know what? Double. Maybe we maybe we have to do a tutorial for some adults too. But don't let that <laughs> keep you for don't let that keep you from coming by and, and saying hi and, and doing some panini with us. Yeah, I'm totally in. Next game that we're around for, but it's still summer shattuck, so no promises that I'm there. All right. Spain. 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 Group E. New group. New group. Right. We've moved on to a new group. Group E. I wrote it down because we always forget the letter. Costa yep. Rica, Germany, Japan. Oh, shit. I just really read the list. Germany and Spain and Japan and Costa Rica. Group of death, Clayton. Group E, no. group of death. No, that's two clear teams coming out, but we'll talk Spain about that later. Germany? So we'll, 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 have our, we'll have our World Cup. We'll have our World Cup prediction show. And I Is hope there that a harder group than this one, Clayton? I don't have it in front of me right now because, like I said, I don't yeah. take any notes. But but we'll we'll definitely have this conversation later in time. Okay. Let, let's talk Spain. What do you want to talk about Spain? What do you got on Spain? I have Coach Luis Enrique. He was the Barcelona manager. He took over at Spain, and the underlying words are no mo tiki taka, like that Spain you watched back in the day with death by possession and eighty-two percent possession and. Eight million completed passes. If you know it, what I'm talking worked, about, it, you do. It, it worked, worked for great. them. It Na- worked they for them. They won a national title. I mean, a, a world title. They're the only team in the history of world football to have three major trophies 
at one or, or win three back three back to back major trophies. For Ooh. listeners that aren't like they won the 2008 Euros, they won the 2010 World Cup, and then they won the 2012 Euros. Someone said some may argue best stretch of international football by any one team in the history of international football. That's for an argument for another day. But just throwing you, this is the team that we're, that we're then this is not the same team, I guess. That's the way to tie it in. Yeah. Yeah, because I had to Google it. I don't know a lot about Luis Enrique, and I'm glad I did. It said he is, it's been like a before and an after that he's taken over to say, we're going to press, we're going to counter, we're going to pass, we're going to play soccer like Liverpool or Man City or all the teams do now. They're not going to just death by a million passes, which was the old saying. They used to play kind of like Ohio State, right? If we have the ball and we run three yards and we keep getting first downs, like three yards in a cloud of dust, we'll keep the ball. You can't score and we have possession. And so we can only score. So the best defense is a good offense that can't ever lose the ball. And that's not what they do anymore. Yeah. New players, and, new coach, new team, new style. And when you, when you texted me, Spain was up. I thought I immediately thought to myself, and this ties in beautifully, I think identity crisis. Uh, identity crisis this is not the same this is not the same spain that we that we were like oh my god are we watching spain are we watching barcelona they're the same i don't know what's going on but i damn it's good they're not playing with a forward and nobody cares like there's everyone knows they're still gonna probably win like are they doing that just to screw with people just to say haha we can do that you know like what is going on here but like and i and the way and the way that i thought of it was not necessarily team identity who, who's Spain's leader right now? Uh, you know how I always like to, to bring up a player? And not, it's not always the leader or the best player, but it's like it's a talisman of some kind. Who's the Spanish talisman right now? Oh, this new kid, Pedro. <laughs> By far. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's, not, he's not Xavi, you know, like he's not. And then uh, Llorente for Atletico Madrid, the midfielder. Oh, the yeah. They, they have all not... young well, I'm saying this, it's a new leaf. They're 20, 21 years old, and they are the new – you're right. There ain't none, but I tell you what, they're good. Those yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody wants to play them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anybody wants to be in a group with them. That's for sure. But do you, where, where do you rank them? Where, where would you rank them in Europe right now? I'd say they could beat any team in the world, and they could also tie or lose to Japan or Costa Rica easily. Yeah, so there you, they there have you the go. talent to compete with anyone. But I want to go back to what they used to be, Clayton. You you raise a really really good point, and maybe they're what Spain used to be, which is like for years before two thousand and eight, they were always underperforming. They were the team that every year had like a ton of the best players in the world, but at the same time. Never could get past the round of sixteen. Right, Brady, you're here. Brady, you want to say hi to the podcast nation? Hi. The, it's Clayton on the phone. Hey, Brady, how you doing, Brady buddy? Cheers at the game. You're wondering if you can get on your iPad. Always during podcast time. You're a good boy. Okay. Have fun. I saw them under the house. But yeah, I, mean, I get, I get it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think they have a leader. That like they have Busquets is still around and he's thirty four yeah. something old, like that too slow and, yeah like like someone who's gonna 
someone who's going to like, you're going to look at and go, yeah, that's the guy right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or if, they him, do, if they do have that guy, we don't know about him yet. For sure. Give them, give them Kaylor Navas and they could be finalists. Just yes. Or, or even a, in prime, who's their goalie they had forever? Uh, Ilker Casillas. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the, curse, the curse of Spain was always that they, they'd be great in their group and they'd be a great team, but they couldn't beat other good teams. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know what to expect out of them at all. I know I recognize every name on their starting lineup, uh, but like very there's not a lot of them that I that I like. They're the that's the person I'm focusing on when I watch uh, their club game. Does that, does that does that make sense? Is that anything? Would you take good odds of Germany against them? Because I'll take Spain. With no, some, I no with Germany juice on it. I think both both of them have underachieved lately, and yeah. I think the Germans will. I think the Germans will roll them. So let's do that a little friendly wager right right here, right now. Here oh, we are oh. in the in the in the uh, like you get Spain, I get Germany, and and we'll, and just the head to head game in the group, just the head to head game in the group. Will you give in and you take Germany win? Um. Yeah, I will. I'll do that. Yeah, I, I'm that. Com- I'm that stacked. confident. I'm okay, that confident. you name it. Uh, loser buys the other a Panini book. What do you want? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll try to go to or, that game. The, the loser, the winner, get the winner gets to to put put stickers in the other guy's book. You know, like I get to come into your house and like ruffle ruffle some feathers in your house. No, because I don't. I mean, I don't have a book yet. Okay, well we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. We anyway, need to, we need to, what what's the wager? We need to put something on it. Something fun. I don't like Spanish food, German food. Like we doing that? Are we doing? We'll 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 think about it. And we'll we'll come back to it. We have a lot of time. We'll do that right, as part if, of our. If Spain loses. I will deliver you Spanish food and drink for a <laughs> night, whether it be for you and Michelle, or me and you, or a yeah. few people. And if I, Germany I, Germany I, wins, I buy you as many pitchers of beer as you want at Beethoven Manor Core. I will Germany. I will drive you there. I will drive you there. I will buy every pitcher of whatever beer you want to choose. German night. And then I will dr- and then I will drive you home and it will be spectacular. Wait. It'll be a win-win if situation. Germany doesn't win the game. Right. You bring me the German shit. Oh yeah, there we go. Okay. Deal. All right. So there we go. Panini. That re- that that was brought to you by Panini. Now, free kicks. Yeah, yeah. free kicks. Brought to you brought to you by Trevino Tile. Trevino Tile taking care of your tiling and ceramic needs for three generations. T-R-E-V-I-N. Is, I think there's a tilde. I think there's, there's an Enya. I think it's there's an Enya. An, yeah, Enya is that what it's called? An Enya. An, an Enya out there so over, <laughs> in, all, over the N. The tilde is the other thing, right, that goes over the O's and the E's, right? Same. I think it is a tilde, too. It's uh, not in the Internet address, though. There's no Enya on the web. No, 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 no. You can, you can find them. You guys know. They'll take care of all your tiling needs. Matthew, what's your free kick? The uh, USA women's national team is going to Paris, Clayton. What, what does that mean? I, I don't know what you're talking about. The Paris Olympics in 2024. Oh, did yes. You, did okay. you watch USA Canada? Final? I, did, I didn't watch any of their games. I meant to watch. I did mean to watch the semifinal against Mexico, maybe. Um, maybe. Uh, and I, but I didn't get to watch any of it for, for just whatever reason. And it's not like I went out of my way to not watch, or I consciously decided not to watch. 
I tried to watch and I just didn't get a chance to. So I watched the final and Canada was not good. And the U.S. was not good at certain things. And it was not that good. It was a snoozer. We won. So I was happy because we won. And then I was like, you know what? It's There's no World Cup because Qatar bought money with bribes in the summer. And there should be a World Cup. So let's check out. Have you watched the last two days of Euro Cup women's games? I, I have not. But I've seen, I've seen highlights. The goal... The comeback that England had looked How dramatic and actually really fu- like a cool, fun game. Those games, in contrast to the CONCACAF championship, I mean, the Gold Cup is like what they were doing down in Mexico for the women in the CONCACAF championship. The Euro games, both games were fantastic, exciting, good to watch, good drama, commenting, no comment. But uh, I don't know if this... I wonder, Clayton, I, maybe it's a statement or a question. The women's game looks more like the men's game in the European Cup, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Huh. I don't know if I understand what you're saying, but... Uh, it where- just looks more like... Like, the England team looks just like the England men's team. The Spanish team plays a lot like the Spanish men. Death by possession. Uh, the German team... Goodness me, counter-pressing like the German national team. And the Austrian team playing Austrian counter-attack. It's like, man, those four teams are like girls, women, doing the same formation and strategy, generally speaking, as the men's team. With the same, like, player profiles and attributes of, like, oh, it's like a female Harry Kane. I see what she does there. I'll I'll say this. I, I think the women's game, the women's game has evolved. Like, from what I remember first watching, like, nobody would, would switch the ball in, in, one, in one ball. It would go through, yeah. like, two players. Now, yeah. now that, now that, that that's just a common occurrence, like, somebody playing it from one end line to the – I mean, from one sideline to the other sideline with, like, one touch. And that English shot, that was a freaking blast. Oh, like, I saw the highlights. Like, that was, a, that was just – looked like it had all kinds of great drama. Yeah, and so I, I, you don't always have to compare the women's game to the men's game, but they reminded me more of the men's teams than I remembered. And also, we're going to be in trouble in the World Cup. These European teams have gotten a lot. They're, they're starting better. to catch. They're starting to catch up with us. Between the Netherlands, France, England, England, like, Spain, like they're they're. They're just like one notch below us right now, really. You know? I think in the next World Cup, it's going to be even Steven. And I hope we win it, but it's not going to be 3 nothing or 4 nothing in those games. My They're free good. kick. My free yes. kick. Shout out to me. Shout out yeah. to me and my partner and, and friend of the pod, James Moore. And come and take it, FC, your 2022 Super, Super Europa Super League champions. <laughs> we got the trophy in the mail uh, the other day. We're taking it out tomorrow night on a tour oh. in San Antonio where oh. it belongs. We're starting with a seafood tower. That's right. We won seafood tower money, people. I want enough money <laughs> to go get a seafood tower, and I'm going to eat shrimp out of it. I'm going to drink martinis out of it. I'm going to take it all around San Antonio and let everybody know that I'm your 2022 Europa Super League champion. Good. Are you going to take it, to everybody? Martinis? Are you going to take it to Martini Bar? 
I don't know where it's going to go, and that's the beauty of it. It's going wherever I'm going. Good night, (laughs) listeners. I love you all. Send pictures, Clayton? Of course. All right. Buenas noches, Clayton.